Joe Keyboard here with KBEK as I am joined once again by Rod Greeter, the horticulture and agricultural educator for Isanti and Pine Counties for Garden Gab. Rod, how's it going here today? It's going great, Joe. It's a beautiful uh, break in the temperatures here, a little rain. It all helps people feel better and uh, certainly helps our crops, our gardens, and our lawns. Oh, absolutely. It's I'm happy to see things start to green up maybe a little bit here after all the brown we saw last week or so. Um, so we're here to discuss how nature can heal us. Uh, so let's start off with just, you know, what are some things you're seeing and hearing right now, Rod? Yeah, like we just mentioned, finally some rain across east central Minnesota in the last couple of days. I think most of the reports I've seen are from half an inch to an inch and a half. And it looks like we're going to have some more seasonable temperatures this week, even maybe even uh, below average. Now, uh, it was a great rain. Uh, sometimes in the, in farming, we talk about a million-dollar rain because it comes just at the right time. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this one was quite that important, but it's sure important, and we're going to need another one or two as we move into July to really help the crops and gardens and lawns okay. to, to recover. But we're not complaining. Also, I've been seeing a little bit of herbicide drift, primarily some dicamba and 2,4-D, getting some reports of uh, people seeing some herbicide damage on fruits and vegetables. Uh, You should really be talking to your neighbors if you're seeing that. Uh, Generally, it's because they probably sprayed when we had a little higher wind speeds, and they shouldn't be doing that. But uh, just a good conversation. Maybe you can't do anything about it this year, but prevent it from happening again next year. Mm -hmm. Also, uh, now's the time we start to see some of our small fruits coming on. And this is really about the first week of strawberries. In fact, I saw some at the Pine City Farmer's Market on Friday. Oh, They were a little small yet, but, uh, you know, glad to see them. So they'll be coming on, especially with the rain now. And other small fruits, blueberries, grapes, raspberries, even the bigger fruits like apples are, uh, are moving right along. And now with some rain and some moisture, you want to start to scout for fungal diseases. And, of course, there's some insect problems, too, we're starting to hear about. Uh, generally, to get those fungal diseases, you need about four hours of leaf wetness in a row, and they'll start to develop. Uh, so it's not a big risk now because you know we've got some drying mm-hmm. temperatures ready and some sun and some wind. So I think we're okay. Blueberries are looking really good. And they tend to not have a lot of disease problems. So if people are choosing uh, that they want to be organic and say, I don't want to spray, I don't want to have problems with diseases, blueberries are kind of a good choice. They just do better in Minnesota when it comes to diseases than than they do in Michigan or a little bit further east where we have more humid conditions. Gotcha. Well, we often talk about gardens giving us fruits and vegetables to nourish our bodies, but gardening can also nurture our minds as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the U of M has a, a program called Nature Heals. And uh, it's one of our seven priorities of our Master Gardener program. And we've talked about these in the past, mm-hmm. you know, horticulture, water quality, climate change, local food, pollinators. But nearby nature is kind of an interesting one that gets at uh, some of the intangible benefits of, of being a gardener and being outside. In fact, uh, we call it biophilia. Oh, Interesting. Which means we're attracted to nature. Hmm. And it's because literally we've co-evolved outside in nature. And it's it's really part of our psyche and mm-hmm. how we live and, and uh, you know how we think of ourselves as being part of nature. 
So I'd like to introduce one of my Isani County Master Gardeners who's joined us today, and we're happy to have Elijah. And I'll let Elijah introduce herself here in a second. So she has uh, been through the Nature Heals toolkit or program, so she can uh, talk more about what goes on in that program. And uh, that toolkit is designed to help our volunteers teach that nature's nature heals concept in the public. So Elijah, how are you today? Hi, Rod. Yeah, this is Elijah, heart of the populist, and uh, I'm really great. I'm happy to join you guys. Yeah, and there's been lots of studies that show positive impact on mood and brain chemistry uh, for people that spend time outside, and, and even more so for those that are actively gardening. It's kind of a mindfulness practice, wouldn't you say? Definitely. And a lot of times you don't even realize what's happening to you. You just become happy. Uh, Elijah, tell us how long you've been a Master Gardener volunteer and why you became one in Isanti County. Um, I think I'm on my third year. COVID kind of made everything crazy, and I think a lot of us have lost count on where we are with things. Um, one of the reasons that I became a Master Gardener was uh, I really, for me, being in my garden made such a difference in my life. Um, my grandmother was a Master Gardener, and... I really thought this would be a great way for me to give back to my community, doing something that I love and I'm knowledgeable about. It was a good fit. Well, you just mentioned a little bit about your relationship with uh, your your grandmother and some gardening as you were growing up. Tell us a little bit more about some of that exposure at a younger age and how that affected you. Um, So most of the memories my grandmother um, involved being in her backyard and she had flowers everywhere. Um, but when I felt most at peace was when I was going through, she had a one long run of flowers and there was little stepping stones in there. And I just remember that was my favorite thing to do was, and you know, when you're a little girl and, you know, daylilies seem like they're five feet tall, you just run through there exploring. And she was always sharing with me the different types of flowers and not that I understood, you know, that when I was seven years old, but that's where I really felt the most comfort. Yeah. And that, that's really interesting, isn't it? That in your case, uh, nature and being out in the garden was also a, uh, not a substitute, but a, a, uh, a way for you to connect to your grandmother. So there's even more special significance with those plants because they make you think about good times with your grandmother. Yeah, yeah. And I actually, I, I have a lot of her flowers in my gardens now, so it's a, for me it's a way that she lives on in my life. Well, that's that's fantastic. My uh, mom used to have this little pool that she had some goldfish in, and she had this little porcelain guy that with a fishing pole, and he sat on the end of the uh, uh, end of this little pool. And I have that now at my place, and it's the same way. Every time I look at that, yeah. I, I can't help but think of my mom, and that you know yeah. makes me sad, but also makes me smile at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned that you had taken our University of Minnesota Extension Master Gardener uh, Nature Nature Heals program. Tell us a little bit about how you found out about it and then what you got out of that program. Um, well, it, um, I believe that we talked about it one night at one of our monthly meetings. And for me, um, as someone who's diagnosed with depression and anxiety, 
and knowing that just the time that I spent in my garden made me feel so much better, I, I wanted to take the class to really explore why I felt the way that I did while I was in my garden. Um, so during the course of the class, uh, it was such a unique experience to understand psychologically how our brains are wired to respond to nature. Um, and then thinking back on the places that I like to be, um, it really connected everything together. A lot of the studies have to do with um, how something as simple as having a window in a hospital room, uh, allowing the patient to see outside, increases the recovery rate exponentially. You know, we always think, oh, we're going to bring flowers to our loved one who's in the hospital because it'll make them feel better. But do we ever stop to think about why it makes them feel better? It's an interesting connection um, between the way that our brain is hardwired to actually accept what nature does for us. Um, Over in, uh, I believe it's in Korea, they actually are dedicating forests to healing people. There's so much city and congestion um, and depression and anxiety is huge and it's one of the the biggest causes of suicide right there. And they discovered that through some studies, just bringing people out into the forest for four or five hours at a time um, reduces their stress levels, it increases their mood, it uh, decreases their um, inflammation levels, and it really helps bring back their well-being. And that's just after a couple hours. So the interesting part is how as gardeners, we're outside and we're getting all these benefits and it's all subconscious for us. And with this Nature Heals program, we're able to go out into the public and share these wonderful things. And uh, me being a scientist by training, you know, I listen to what you've just said there and and uh, how people talk about some of these programs and you kind of think, oh, sounds a little foo-foo-y, right? That's a technical mm-hmm. term, foo-foo-y. <laughs> uh, but there's actually brain science. They've tracked brain chemistry to show that we have increases in serotonin, which is one of our feel-good uh, chemicals in our brain, when we're outside, when we're gardening. So there's some very solid science behind what you're saying, too. So it, it makes you feel good, but there's also justification for why you're feeling that way. So what are, what are some other good resources? You touched on a few things there already, but besides the Nature Heals program, what are some other good go-to books, blogs, things that you've come about? Um, well, I'm reading a book right now that is called uh, The Nature Effect. And it's full of so many facts Um and scientific studies that it's all backed. It's not, I mean, it sounds foo-foo-y, right? But <laughs> it's all backed by science that really makes you go, wow, this is really great. Um, and I guess otherwise, um, I would just suggest for anybody that is feeling um, anxious or depressed, uh, a little bit of blue, to reach out to a loved one and just share with them that you're feeling that way because you're not alone. There's so many people out there right now um, who who really could just use a helping hand and 
you might be able to help each other. In my personal life, in my walk with anxiety and depression, I decided that um, I should seek a therapist, and I had great success, um, and I recommend that to anybody who's going through a hard time. Um, mental health crisis is real, and if gardening is enough to help you find some solace and for me, it was when I started gardening, it was like, oh, I can move this plant from here to here. I have the control over that plant. Mm-hmm. It was something I could do with my life. So I felt like I wasn't alone, that I had the power to do something, move one plant from here to there. And that helped um, for a long time. until like it, So what I'm saying is ask for help. There's resources out there that are there for you. Um, and if you're looking for camaraderie and you're not ready to ask for help, but you want to learn more about gardening, you can always join um, our Master Gardener group. It's thir- the first Thursday of the month, Rod? Second Thursday. Second Thursday of the month at 7 o'clock, and we usually are talking about some interesting part of the yard. Absolutely. Thank you for plugging Master Gardeners. <laughs> and also, when you were talking about uh, sharing with a friend, I, I, I've thought of sometimes when I've met a neighbor or a family member has come over and we go outside and sit in the backyard in the trees and the shade and the flowers and you get a double dip, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah, you yes. combine those things and it's, it's fantastic. Well, thank you very much, Elijah, for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Rod. I appreciate it. Well, perfect. That was Elijah here with Isani County Master Gardeners for Garden Gab. Rod, how can people get a hold of you and Elijah and for Master Gardener stuff going on? Well, we've got our Yard and Garden line that's uh, staffed by our Master Gardeners 24-7. And that number is 763-689-8255. And uh, it's, it's uh, like I say, staffed by our Master Gardeners. Uh, I'm sure Elijah has a shift on there. If you want to talk to Elijah sometime, that would be fantastic. Uh, they can also go to our Isante County MasterGardeners.com website, follow us on Facebook. A couple events we have coming up. We will be in the Isante Rodeo Parade on July the 8th. And interestingly, Elijah is organizing our float and our activity there in the parade. So we're all excited about that. And then uh, because of COVID, we didn't have our fairs. We've got the Isandy County Fair coming up July 21st through the 25th. We'll have an Ask uh, Master Gardener booth there like we always do. Mm-hmm. And Pi Day, August 6th. I don't want to think too far ahead to August 6th yet. I want to enjoy the, yeah. <laughs> the next six weeks, but we'll be there. We'll also have a, an uh, Ask a Master Gardener booth. And we're at the Cambridge and Isandy Farmers Markets starting after July the 1st. Awesome. Well, Rod, thank you so much for stopping on by. It's always a good time to chat. Thanks, Joe.